Welcome everyone to another episode of Afrolit. We are so excited for this episode because we're talking Black Panther. Yes. Wakanda and forever. Yes, and the relationship between Africans and African Americans. Yes. I'm sure I don't have to remind you. My name is Bobo and I'm your host and I'm here with the beautiful Aqua and we have such black girl magic happening in this room right yes, now. It's going to be amazing. But yes, let's jump right into this let's episode. jump right into it so we have actually nadia toya and Nas in the building all representing different parts of the diaspora blackness and yeah yeah Nas is south african toya you're from harlem yes and nadia is our amalgamation <laughs> guyanese cameroonian no tanzanian no, girl. oh tanzanian wow, wow sorry you wow, know east africa you gotta represent that east I africa know. get it right i know but let's open up the conversation yes. now so <laughs> I'm assuming all of you have already watched the movie because all black people had until Monday to watch the movie. Yes, yes. spoiler yeah. alert, so, guys. If you have not spoiled. watched, please don't listen to this episode. But at if your you own miss, discretion. At your own discretion, mm. yes. Do you guys think Wakanda was morally justified in choosing isolation over internationalism? Mm. Like, okay, let me phrase it this way. Were they morally responsible for helping out the rest of the black diaspora? If I can start it off, no. Like, I feel like they chose isolation to make themselves advance, and they had to do that. Like, I think them being isolated is what has kept them at the most advanced level of society. And I think by them keeping themselves well, Mm -hmm. yes, was it the best decision? I mean, no, because people's lives were lost. But at the same time, they were able to negotiate now with the West and other countries because of that isolation. So it's like in, you know, the judge, when you look back on Judgment Day, like, which angle are you going to want to be at? Of course, you're going to choose to be the most Mm -hmm. advanced. Mm -hmm. But was that ever their intention to isolate so that they can help the world? Or is that just a result of the conflict that Mm. ensued in the movie? Mm. I think the intention was isolation for self-preservation. So I think they knew they were lit and they knew that they have everything that they need to flourish and they wanted to protect all of that. But a lot of people feel like, well, no, if you know you're lit and you have all the resources, especially as a black person, you are morally obligated to help other black people. Is that the case? Yeah. I mean, I think the movie did a really good job of showing the conflict of, like, wanting to preserve yourself through isolation and then also wanting to advance and uplift the people. Mm-hmm. I think the main fear and the underlining thing was, like, colonizers, you know? Like, the sister yeah. was like, hey, colonizer. Like, I think that caused a lot of apprehension of being, like, we need to just stay within ourselves. But I think that, you know, once his father died, he had an ob- well, he had a choice to kind of create his own legacy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah. what the movie was, like, allowing him to do it's like okay this is what your ancestors did and you can make it different now that you are more advanced and more no know more of the world you can share and how do you go about doing that but i think the way that the movie kind of framed it you could understand why initially they're like we understand like that vibranium and all this other stuff can put us mm-hmm. at a high level and people will want to come and you know, if we can't protect ourselves, come yeah. and take over this country. So how do we just preserve ourselves first before, 
you know, we advance. Yeah, I mean, to that end for me, it was like, I found myself getting ner- nervous at points because at because I think there was also a level of wanting to protect yourself from exploitation. Because mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. At, at, at some point, I remember being like, why did you tell him? <laughs> <laughs> when the white guy was in the, uh, was See, in the, yeah, yeah. the lab, I was right. like, no, she like revealed. And why did she bring him there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, why it was like, why are we helping another white guy? <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was like, where is like, he going? I was like, <laughs> with all his people come take his things you know so (laughs) so I think there was also that underlying narrative of being like we're also protecting this space Mm -hmm. not necessarily just from other black people but from the colonizer Mm -hmm. as it were because they come and tend to exploit the resources Mm -hmm. of the country as they've done historically Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so that's where my anxiety came in of being like yeah Vele you don't tell Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, but at the same time, but also, th- but also feeding onto the narrative of not having your own people exploit your resources, mm-hmm. yeah. because yes. that's also th- an issue yeah, right. when you come from a place of poverty mm-hmm. and and lack of, mm-hmm. which right. is our plight on the continent and mm-hmm. leadership. Right. right? Yeah. That's our plight, is that we often have these leaders that are part of the struggle, whatever, and then they get into power, and then it's just flames. Right. Word. Mm-hmm. Flames. Mm-hmm. Like, this yeah. is what we're seeing currently. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so then it becomes this hard balance of being like, yes, you do need a level of preservation, and I thought it was refreshing to have, have African leadership presented in a way that at, for once advanced mm-hmm. the society yeah. in a yeah. contemporary narrative. Um, but at the same time, I also was like, yeah, okay, I guess, yes, like, you do also need to expel those resources to help, mm-hmm. to help people, but I think it is about finding some middle ground, because I do think you do need to preserve a little bit, because you can't just let anybody, mm. if it falls into the wrong hands, mm-hmm. it can go awry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't know if there is a middle ground, though. Because I feel like at the same time, without, because what, what would it look like if Wakanda were to say, okay, yeah, like, you know, we're going to set up a refugee program now. So like all these black people who are like impoverished can come, like, how would that be sustainable? You know, like, where could the, <laughs> where could they say, okay, no, we have enough now. And then it's like, there would be that whole critique of, no, look at how many resources they're here. Like, I think. I think either you, they had to choose, you know, and they chose the isolation over self-preservation. I mean, isolation over sharing the goods, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know? Do you guys think that there is a black elite? So do you think that... Because I think also the movie showed two types of black people. Yeah. Well, more than two. But, mm-hmm. you know, the black, the haves and the have-nots. Mm-hmm. Do you guys mm-hmm. feel like there is that divide and is it cultural? Like, Or do you feel like Africans... <laughs> are actually isolating themselves from African Americans. I Let's think discuss. that for me <laughs> I think that for me is relative to to context. So mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who has a very particular idea uh, she's African American. Yeah. And I was talking about the film with her and she was very much like, Oh, you know, in this context is always this idea and she went to like Penn and she's a lawyer and whatever and she's like there's this idea of like African excellence mm-hmm. and like the Africans being like great at everything <laughs> and like but us African Americans being like 
subpar and whatever, you know. Um, and I think that's very much relative to her lens. Um, being an, I was born and raised on the continent, so those those dynamics aren't quite the same. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. not the same. So I was just like, okay, I, you know we have a different lens even in South Africa towards other Africans which mm-hmm. is not that yes. yeah. I'll tell you that much mm-hmm. it yeah. is not that mm-hmm. um, it's far more derogatory whatever it's not like oh these Africans coming with their excellence it's, yeah. more, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's more like yeah. why are you here yeah, yeah, yeah they're right. like what are great. they're all sorts of derogatory things that yeah. people have towards other people which is problematic in and of yeah. itself um, right. we need to revisit this point later <laughs> let me not I digress so, um, yeah, so I think I think that for me was something that tugged on the feelings of African-Americans more in terms mm. of having that dynamic. Um, to answer your question in a different way, yes, I think in a lot of societies you have mm-hmm. black elite and mm-hmm. It's a growing black middle class. It's a growing black upper class. Mm-hmm. We have it in South Africa. You have it in Nigeria. You have it in Ga- you, uh, yeah. It's mm-hmm. it's a growing black upper class that's that's coming up as like B E E whatever, right? Yeah. Because that disparity exists. So, it, on the continent, I think it's more of a class issue as opposed to an a uh, an African versus mm-hmm. an African American thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the African Whereas in the American context, I think it's seen more um, intellectually. Well, I mm-hmm. think it's perceived more as opposed as perceived more in the lens of being like, oh, it's an African African American thing. Whereas from an African lens, I think it's a class issue as mm-hmm. opposed to like a cultural mm-hmm. thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. What are your thoughts? Since I you think African I think the the have and the have nots, kind of echoing what you're saying, was is it depends on the context. I think even as an African American, like when you ask about the have and have nots, I don't think about it in the lens of yeah. Africans and African Americans. I think about it in the lens of like upper middle class Black people and. Mm-hmm lower class, I hate these labels, but like, you know, impoverished black people. I don't really think about it in terms of the region that you're from. I think about it in in that way. And I guess like education and stuff like that come into terms. But now, you know, they're they're busing kids. You know, education, you can be smart no matter what your class is, but it's about your resources Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, your access to information and stuff like that, which I think, you know, the movie touched on as well. You know, they did the haves and the have-nots. I mean, it was like Wakanda versus black people in America but I think they, it was more of a reflection of just like people who have resources who are at the top that can help you mm. that decide maybe not to help you because they're trying to preserve and stay at the top or they don't know how to help you so that they don't lose complete control right. over like what they have so I think as an African American I don't think about it in like an African um, versus you know um, African Americans or black people I think about it in terms of like class but as us brown people as a group you know like uplifting other brown people like if you have the resources if you have the money if you have the information like I think that you should want to you don't have an obligation but you should want to kind of like be able to look around at the top and see other people that look like you there yeah what about you Nadia um I think the black elitism it wasn't for me about Africans versus African Americans but just black people portrayed in Hollywood, period. Like, Mm -hmm. we haven't seen this type of representation with, um, 
you know, African people, actors of Caribbean descent also playing, um, you know, characters from the diaspora, people from the diaspora representing other people in the diaspora. When I think about the African-American versus African issue when it comes to elitism, I think more about immigration that's specific to America and how a lot of Africans who are, you know, second generation um, coming to this country or first generation in college, they're... They came here by their parents' choice for a better life, and and Mm. sometimes the pressure at home culturally, the standards to perform at a certain level, there's a lot more pressure there, whereas with African-Americans, the history behind why they're here is so different. Mm. So to conflate the two um, and to just, you know, use Wakanda as as the parallel for African elitism, I don't think is quite fair, because it's Mm. a completely different context. Mm -hmm. I agree. I feel... What do you guys think about, or rather, do you guys think that this movie was an accurate representation of Africans as well as, or just black people as a whole? Like, do you feel like in all of your separate identities, Mm -hmm. where you represented, Mm. do you feel visible? I feel me as a black woman. I won't speak to specifically, like, culturally, because I'm I'm mixed and have a very complicated background moving all over the world, having parents who are Caribbean and African. But when it comes to the representation of female figures in film and black Mm -hmm. women in film, I definitely felt represented. I mean, I went to see Wonder Woman, and I felt somewhat empowered, but this really completed the picture for me. I'm like, I need to see dark-skinned black women Mm -hmm. being powerful, being the ones in leadership, being the healers, being the problem solvers, Mm -hmm. being the one who get the men to do what the men need to do. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. like, that for me, I think, when it comes to... um, just like feminist ideology yeah. and what it means to be a black feminist or woman of color, a womanist, the, the film really spoke to me. Mm-hmm. I 100% agree with that. Um, I do, it was great to have so many strong black female characters um, and just cast in general, um, which I think was necessary. Um, for this industry, um, particularly being in it. <laughs> right, because mm-hmm. Nas, you are an actress. I am an, yeah, I am an actress. Um, oh, as an African. <laughs> go in. No, right. go in. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, on, on the one hand, it exceeded my expectations in, the, in, in that it really did incorporate a lot of... Uh, a lot of African cultures, right. yeah, mm-hmm. and they really did their research. You had the Basotho, you had Kasa thing, yeah. they were speaking Kasa, whatever. Yeah. It was great, um, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I do struggle with some things, though, um, like, which come okay. to like, my lens. dissect. <laughs> I, okay, so I guess this is my thing with African Americans in general, with the continent, which is the tendency to generalize mm-hmm. us, mm-hmm. right? Like Africa is a country. Mm-hmm. So right. I'm like, oh, I'm from South Africa. And they're like, girl, my friend's from Congo. And I'm like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> that is super far from where I am. You know, yeah. like, like there's so many nuances. Right. In, in our cultures, even yeah. even just regionally, even between right. Kasa, Zulu, Basutu, yeah. like they're very, very distinct differences you know um so i do 
experience a little bit of resistance to wanting to just splash us all together. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a splash of basutu. Let's throw in a little bit of massage. (laughs) Touch of, you know. And (laughs) for me, as much as like, yes, it's inclusive, but it's also diluting. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like you're also, Mm -hmm. and I think there's a way to incorporate all of these worlds into one world, which Mm -hmm. is what they were trying to do, and still be specific. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think you could have had the basutu tribe and then had the whatever tribe and had the and been specific to those narratives you, you know? don't I think I think that? they tried um, to do that like when they when he had the fight and everything like well when he was like defending the crown they had the different tribes yeah, like together all of those tribes were splashed together yeah do but I know? think that's and, kind and of what is, the thing is for me again it will become a lens thing because mm-hmm. African Americans tend not to know the difference anyway. No, know? I definitely so, agree. So for me, I'm like, that could have been an opportunity for you to just hone it a little bit, which also boiled down to the accent work. Mm, right. Accents were trash. He <laughs> just killed me because, you know, I auditioned for it, so I know that the breakdown was have an African accent, which doesn't mm, exist, fam. Mm-hmm. Right. There's no right. such thing as an African accent. Mm. For yeah. all intents and purposes, I'm South African, I, I have an African right, accent. But right. I know the way I sound is not what you want. So right. be specific. You want Nigerian, you want Ghanaian, <laughs> yeah. you want, you had the but guy from the like North this. being like, <laughs> are you Dono? And then you had Boa Tanro and them with a very black South African accent. Right. Then you had the African Americans right. just remixing their own thing. Right, you know, right. Like, <laughs> Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bat, like they were really just running on their own I don't think Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett did well, but Daniel Kalua. For me, it was all just very generic. I like it. Some people were rolling their R's. Other people were doing like people really just running. Yeah, I mean, I think as an African American who probably doesn't like, like I've studied abroad, you know, in South Africa. I've um, traveled some in Senegal. Like I probably don't know. I don't have the ear to understand the complete difference with the accents. But the way that I saw you. You, Wakanda represented was kind of like, uh, like a combination. Like, of course, Africa is a continent, but it like Wakanda was supposed to be like this Wotopia of like all those things. And I recently just saw—I don't know if you guys saw this on Facebook—like floating around a curriculum breakdown of like Wakanda, and they kind of talk about the different tribes and like they take pictures of the different people, and they're like, this—you know—the mouth stretching is from this region, oh, from this tribe, yeah. from this culture. So, yeah. I mean, I think. I mean, I, like I said, I'm not from an African country, so I can't really talk about the languages and the division. But I think, you know, the general thing was to introduce people to different cultures. And now these conversations about, like, the different mm-hmm. accents in the different regions and the um, traditional wear and the necklaces and stuff like that are happening in the classroom so that people can understand that and kind of break down some of the ignorance behind, like, what the continent of Africa is and the country and like all that stuff that I think people just don't know about. But don't you like that point showing that this movie was made for an American audience? Basically. There we go. Let's it's not that. our movie. It's, yeah, it's not for. It's definitely that. not um, for us. But also um, to your point, Nas, thinking about Wakanda now, the portrayal of Wakanda is Africa as a country. Like, Wakanda is Africa as a country. Yeah. It's you like know? a secret it's a, African it's a, it's a, country. It's yeah. like, it's Afri- it is Africa as a country. 100%. Right. And, and that's why these, like, extrapolations can be made, like, using Wakanda as all Africans against all African Americans mm-hmm. because they've just right, put all right. the tribes mm-hmm. together and, like, this is... This is a very superficial level of what the whole entire continent looks like if it were, if it were like, at its optimum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is also Great. quite problematic. Yeah. yeah. Well... 
Okay. It's like so, extreme. So my thing is like, oh, don't I totally. had a friend of mm-hmm. mine, and again, it becomes a, a an issue of lens and context. So in the South African context, I thought, or in the African context, it could have been something that could have been really useful because I find that there they can be a degree of separation. We deal with issues of xenophobia, mm-hmm. whatever. It's right. nice for this narrative to come and be like, here's a space for us to be one, mm-hmm. right? And I think coming from that play that part of me I'm like beautiful Mm -hmm. but then at the same time I I consistently struggle with African Americans and this tendency Mm. to to clump us all together and this and this and this thing to like reinforce that idea that Africa is a country I find problematic because I'm just like yes but you need to understand the nuances of the fact that when you tell me your friend is from Congo Word. That has no mm-hmm. bearing. Like, yeah, I could, no resonance. It's like, like mm-hmm. me saying to you, "Oh, you're American. You know, my homegirl's from Argentina. You're gonna right. look at me like, <laughs> right? That's how it feels. Yeah. That's really how it feels. Do like, you think that he, <laughs> like they made that assumption, kind of to kind of group all of Africa to get together, so that Africans. Africans and African Americans can thus have this conversation Maybe. and then do mm. the further research mm-hmm. or do you think it was again just like the laziness no, I think and being Hollywood like let's be real I think it's about the purpose I think the purpose of this movie A was for Ryan Coogler as an African American to be like look guys this is where we're from as black Americans. Look at our home. Mm-hmm. This is where we came this from. We're place. not slaves, mm-hmm. my guy. Like, that's not the beginning of our history. We came from these kings and queens and, the, you know, this royal, mm-hmm. you know, lineage. And he's portraying that as best as he could. So I know that, A, the reason I'm not, I'm not going to be too pressed about the accents and, like, mm-hmm. you know, all mm-hmm. that. Because I know it's not for me. This movie wasn't for right. me anyway. I'm, I wow. loved the fact. Wow. <laughs> we need to talk about I mean, that. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I love the fact, I mean, sitting in New York, you know, going to the movies and then hearing someone speak Kosa wearing an Indabella hat. Like, I was screaming. I was dying. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Yeah. It was, like, such a nice feel. I felt visible, I think, for the first time ever mm. in life. But at the same time, I also recognized that, like, okay, this this isn't my, you know, this isn't my story. This isn't mm-hmm. the black American story. Okay. Even well, though okay. I Okay, I want to talk. <laughs> wait, it's not my story, fam. <laughs> I, 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 okay. I just want to touch on one thing. You uh-huh. and, and then, okay, yeah, okay. Just one thing. So, as much as I, like, again, being in South Africa, I really enjoyed sitting in that c- cinema and, like, having... Plus her coming out, whatever. Yeah. But then it was great. But at the same time, I was like, Ish. also a thing is like, don't water down. Because they would have Kosa, but then they would have others. <laughs> like just <laughs> dialects. <laughs> <laughs> Which for me, I was like, babes, if you're going to make up a language for Wakanda, eh? come up with the Wakanda language. Yeah, yeah, right. Don't water down Kosa. Yeah, like right. don't fuse. And then have, yeah. yeah, because now you're just, now again, you're diluting culture. Right. Right. You're diluting right. Right. So for me, it's just like, for me, I'm like, you could have had Kosa influence whatever made up language yeah. right. you decided to make for this world as opposed right. to just like wishy-washing it. <laughs> and nobody really knows that that's Kosa because it can't even be really fully deemed fully Kosa because they can't now unless you've thrown they hire some random words in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. But they did. Atwandwa and his dad are South Africans. That's right, why but every time not, they spoke to them, it was like yeah. they were Weird, speaking Kosa, Kosa, right. Kosa. Yeah. Like straight clear <laughs> cut. No, but and then they would be like, 
other things that okay. other people can mm. say. Make your point, Toya. <laughs> I think, I mean, I get I get the nuances and the diluting, but right. I think the, one of the underlying themes that the movie was trying to get at, mm-hmm. whether or not you feel like the movie was for you or not, is that as brown people, I don't know if people agree with this, we are one. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, even, um, what's... Michael B. Jordan, what's his character's name again? Killmonger. Yeah, yeah, Killmonger. He, like, some of his lines throughout the movie, you could see, I mean, even though he, his execution wasn't that great for people, he's, like, supposed to be a villain. I don't think he was a villain. But, you know, he was trying to, he was trying to say that we are unified. Like, when he came in there and he was like, hey, auntie, he was like, oh, like, y'all are sitting pretty while, like, our people, our people are suffering. Aren't, he was like, isn't this where people originated? Like, isn't this our country? Shouldn't we be helping our people? And I think... Like, Is it his country, though? Wait, wait. No, no. I'm just saying in terms of, like, where people originated from, yeah, where black people who are who have the slave narrative come right. from, I think the movie was also trying to create... You know, it obviously doesn't. It's not gonna do everything perfectly, and it's you know when you have accents and cultures, you can kind of feel some type of way when they're trying to like mix it all together. Um, but I think one of the underlying themes was that like we are one people, and like colonizers have come and created these divisions. Obviously, there's different languages and different cultures, but at, but we are you know we could be united and we can help each other. Whether you're in Wakanda, whether you're in Oakland, um, and so that's. Not to say that those other things that you feel are not valid, yeah, um, no, but I think that that is what they were trying to do with that in terms of creating unity, in terms of having him say those type of things. Mm-hmm. Nadia, yes. yeah, I, I don't know. I think it might be a little bit more complicated than that because what I do find is the narrative. I mean, I, I grew up outside of the U.S., although I'm an American citizen. When I got here, there was this sense among African Americans here that, like, we are all one. We are all from Africa. We are all going to wear dashikis. Like, you know, like that. <laughs> like, wow. like, okay. Like yeah. that conversation. But there is a more nuanced conversation to be had about this, about how Africans do feel about others in the diaspora, not only African-Americans, but people in the Caribbean and such. Right. And I was thinking also about this narrative that we don't like to talk about a lot because it disrupts this oneness narrative about the complicity of Africans in colonization in slavery Mm. and I was thinking about Wakanda in terms of it you know them isolating themselves like what in a way their omission of action is a complicity Mm. with Mm -hmm. the colonizers with Mm. Westerners and I don't I think um, the actress Latita Wright said this really well that like you know we we came out with this Marvel movie as ice cream but there was medicine embedded in it because there's a real conversation that needs to be had right. about the way we truly feel because I don't mm-hmm. think all Africans feel right. like all black people are one. You know, we Word. come to we come to America and we find out we're African. You know, right. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I'm Tanzanian, you're from South Africa, you're Nigerian, but we're all African well, when right. we come to America. That was yeah. not that yeah. was not a consciousness yeah. we had yeah. on the yeah. continent. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. That's exactly. what I'm and right. even the label African-American is yeah. problematic. Like, I don't have any direct African roots. So that's why I say that I'm like black or people like call me black American. I kind of prefer that because I'm like, I don't have 
when you say African American, yeah. like what does that mean in terms of or, like where I'm from, New York? I'm from Harlem. What are you or even like, culturally, like, <laughs> yeah, because I feel like Killmonger, his whole agenda was to say like, you know, I'm, I'm going just back home. exactly, I'm mm-hmm. just as African as like Chala. Yeah, I'm just as right. I am the king. Like I mm-hmm. deserve to be the king. Right. I think he was talking I'm about like his one. roots, you know, the Atlantic slaves, slave trade. But even with ancestry and roots, which is the work that I personally yeah. do right now, a lot of that is imagined. Like Ooh, we create stories, we create stories of our roots. Like I, like I don't know who my great great grandmother was. Right. My, my, I have an Indian grandmother who married my Tanzanian grandfather. Right. But I could make up stories about how like I am this Punjabi princess who I'm comes there. from. <laughs> right? That yeah. sounds ridiculous, right? Yeah. Like if I were to start like being like I'm Indian and I'm Punjabi and I'm royalty, like <laughs> y'all would just be like, girl, bye. Right? <laughs> no, I'm with but, it. But, but yeah. like, we we create those narratives for ourselves. So the reason why like African American might be a misnomer now is because Africa is not a culture. What is African in African-American culture? Truly, yeah, like the food, again, the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, wow. it speaks down to that generality. Um, and I think a particular African-American plight to want to grasp to an identity, mm-hmm. which is very foreign to them, actually. Which is why everybody lives on Ancestor.com. Right. And which is a scam. It's also just like, oh, you know, everyone's out here practicing your Ruba culture, like, being like, Ashe. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, bro, what do you know about that? You yeah. know what I mean? And also, like, Yo. it's so specific. I, you know, I was on a job. <laughs> Go in, Preach, man. preach, mm-hmm. preach. Say it with your chest when you eat tea. I was on a job, like, a few weeks ago um and again they're like you know what we're just gonna it was like a black conscious piece whatever <laughs> <laughs> the hotel then, like, call it like, like it is the before, hotel. We, before we started the production they're like you know i'm just we're just gonna like acknowledge our ancestors so we're gonna pour the water and be like a shit you know <laughs> <laughs> and for me i was just like yo blinks in cosa Firstly, my ancestry—I take very like I take very seriously. Right, you know yeah, what I mean? The right. way I acknowledge my ancestors is right. I, I have a very specific cultural tie, yeah. And right. so how I do that, you right. know. So I don't just do this generality right. thing, like we just like I share, I share. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm celebrating contact. Okay. I've got a very particular thing and, and how I acknowledge my ancestors mm-hmm. you know like culturally for yeah. me yeah. as a South African right. which is different to how when when we acknowledge our ancestors we say something very different mm. to how a West African they might say right. share, we might say mm-hmm. Dogoza, they're, they're various mm. things but I th- that mm. we do and yes there's a unif- there's mm-hmm. like a oneness around acknowledgement but like at the same time again there was um, a lack of awareness to, to the fact that or like a taking for granted mm-hmm. of it being like a, a general mm-hmm. a, a general thing, you know, of, of like mm-hmm. the, the of the mm-hmm. Africanisms, which I come across all the time. Um, so, so in the world of Wakanda, I found it like it was beautiful. Again, like I said, it exceeded my expectations of like bringing in all these cultural elements. Mm-hmm. But then I also, being an African in this context, I, mm-hmm. I struggle with with that perception in general. Right. You know what, what do you I mean? want to say to that? I mean. I mean, I'm not representing all African Americans, right, but I think, okay. I think understanding that, you know, one of the things that they they like alluded to, but they didn't even talk about, was like the transatlantic like slave trade, and I think it's beautiful that you know some people, 
like if you're from Africa, right, and you're from a different certain country, you have your traditions, you have your language, you have those things. But African Americans who were brought here historically on boats were stripped of that. And so like, you know, people do ashe and they celebrate Kwanzaa because they're trying to understand something that they never had. had. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's something that, you know, kind of has to be acknowledged. Like, people talk about, like, black people appropriating African culture and stuff like that. But I think it's really just, and there are people who maybe are ignorant in that, but also just understanding the privilege. I don't know if the privilege is the cor- correct it word is. of being yeah. able, yeah. of being yeah. like, to I'm African, it. to be right. able to know it. To and, know like, it. Yeah. so, you know, I, I hear what you're saying, but I think also, you know, there are people who are, whether they're on Ancestry.com or whatever, who really want to understand yeah. where, where they, they came from, from, and they can't because of the way right. that records have been held. Mm-hmm. And so they just try their best trying to learn, or they right. attach themselves to something. And that. so I just think that that's something we should, you know, I think that's something that, you know, he kind of touched on in the movie, mm-hmm. but, you know, that, and, you know, the one character, he knew that, like, where his father was from, but a lot of people don't know that. A lot of African men don't know that, and they feel, like, an emptiness in that. And so right. they're trying to understand and make the best and try to create a culture. Like, we don't have a language, I guess you can call, like, you know, the slang and stuff that we use, obviously, right. you know? But... Yeah. but that yeah. disconnects, yeah. and they're yeah. trying to connect. That's all. But that's one thing that um, I think black Americans don't see that they do have. In terms of the words, okay, that's what I wanted to I go was going to ask okay. that question, yeah. but so, I know where you're going. I grew up all over, but high school and middle school was Switzerland, right? Mm-hmm. And there were like seven black people in my class out of 70, right? But who did we look to to show us what black culture was? Black American. Like all the black representation I saw on TV was yeah. American. The music was American. And and I've been thinking a lot about this because my mother's from Guyana. And I wonder, you know, there were there were slaves who came across the Middle Passage to the Caribbean mm-hmm. also. Like, Definitely. That there are other black people in the Americas other than Americans. Mm-hmm. But what happened there that's different? Like, why do Guyanese, black Guyanese people say, I'm Guyanese? Like, I don't have any qualms. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe my ancestors came from Africa, but, like, I'm Guyanese and I have this, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's particularly because of the racial formation in America and, like, Mm. how whiteness in America really stripped that cultural formation, Mm -hmm. you know? Like, didn't allow black people to dress the way they wanted to dress, Mm -hmm. have the religion they wanted to have. Mm -hmm. But yet, African-Americans have been just so, like, what what they have been able to do in this context is astounding, which is why they're world leaders when it comes to culture, when it comes to music, music, technology, all those areas, right? So in some ways, I I would kind of, in another alternate universe, Wakanda would be like, what African like African Americans in America who were like isolated from white people and mm-hmm. what they were able to do with their resources <laughs> be cool. and be yeah. world powers. Yeah. You know, like I, I don't want us to get into a too reductionistic like, you know, of view course. of of this because it could be flipped. Like we all have agency in the diaspora. And it's about the lens we're looking at mm-hmm. and like all of those complicated pieces. Oh my gosh, I yeah. agree. Yeah. And I love that. Qu- I think the question that I was actually going to ask was, do you think that black America has its own culture? And if it should own mm. into yes. that culture? Mm-hmm. I think yes. black yeah. America is American culture because what else? <laughs> yeah. What, what other Not, yeah, I mean, right. there's, okay, there's Hispanics. Mm-hmm. But who is upholding American culture, it's honestly? Black, yeah. 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 And even just to go off of what Nadia was saying, I also just like grew up just all over the planet but found myself, like most black people across the world, we attach ourselves to black American Americans. culture. Yeah. So when we come here, 
was so confused, right? <laughs> to hear this narrative of like, I want to attach myself to like an African because I feel like I don't have an identity. Yeah. Whereas we're, we're like, like you're you created the identity <laughs> of blackness, yeah. you know? Yeah. You know, we're like in our own homeland, and yet we're still more attached to your to culture than to our very own. Mm-hmm. People want so to I'm believe. confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I do, and I do want to, I guess I do want to ask, like, do you guys feel, because I felt like for Eric Killmonger, he was like, I'm going, this is my, Wakanda's my home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. raised here in Oakland, but mm-hmm. that's not my home, right. though. Mm-hmm. Where does that sentiment mm-hmm. stem from? And do you guys feel like that is the overarching sentiment for African Americans? Black Americans. Um, <laughs> oh, of like mm-hmm. the motherland. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, yeah. I mean historically. The, the motherland is definitely a, a thing among the African among African Americans. And look, mm. I am literally African American. Right. My father's yeah. American. My mom's so African. Mm. Um, also raised all over the world. Um, lived in Europe for a long time. Goes back home. But one thing my dad said to me, which I found very interesting, he was like, the first time he came to South Africa, my dad lived in South Africa for 20 years, fell in love, whatever. But first time he came, he told my grandfather, he's like, you know, I'm going home, going back to the motherland. You know, <laughs> and my grandfather's like, "You ain't going home. You're right here in Brooklyn." <laughs> like, he's like, "You came home. And he's like, you're not going home." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, you know, I'm going. I'm going back to my people." You know, and and he came home. And he came to South Africa, and he he greeted a guy and said, "You know, what's up, my brother?" And the guy said, "I'm not your brother." <laughs> and my dad, my dad's <laughs> telling me the story recently. Um, and how that was an awakening for him mm-hmm. as an African American, mm-hmm. realizing the fact that as again it was his uh, part of his plight to want to uh, attach, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but also understanding that this isn't where he's like this isn't his like yeah. his, his home, routine, right? yeah, yeah, you know, and, this and, and also yeah. yeah, and also understanding that this that that disparity, Station. and right. so I guess to my previous comment, which I wanted to like just go back to, wasn't necessarily like shitting on African-Americans for wanting to attach, you know, I understand that there's that Mm -hmm. loss of identity, Mm -hmm. but I guess it becomes uh, difficult when they're trying to relate from a place of, like, Mm. mutual entrenchment that isn't Mm. isn't real, you Mm -hmm. know, Um, and having to understand that that disparity actually does exist. Like, Mm -hmm. me coming from where I come from and you coming from your lens isn't one and the same. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that, and that, I think often is where where it can become a bit tumultuous is because right. you want to relate to me like mm-hmm. we're here mm-hmm. but we're not yeah. right. because yeah. my context and where I was raised and my rooting and my culture is far more intricate yeah. than how you you know what I mean and not right. to say that you wanting to learn about it or be involved in it is a bad thing mm. it's just like be cautious around how you tread, you know, just mm-hmm. so that you you're coming from a place of wanting to learn as a as opposed to a place of like entitlement. My, yeah, yeah, like, like I my know. brother, yeah. you know, yeah. like we're here. And it was funny to listen to my dad tell that story because he lived in South Africa for so long, mm-hmm. and he's such um, he's so like black conscious. Mm-hmm. Like right. you know, my father's Muslim, came up from that. You know, like mm-hmm. he's totally diasporic. Right. Um, but h- him admitting to the fact that like. How he had to adjust his mm-hmm. his positioning right. in 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 this land that he felt entitled to that he had to quickly mm-hmm. realize wasn't actually his you right. know and he had to learn something about it and you know what I mean so I thought 
I thought that was interesting, which I think is often where, like, it's, like, not necessarily to say, like, you have no right to want to know. Like, you, you know, again, I'm not, like, trying to be, like... Of course not, yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah, mm -hmm. and I think that what you're even saying is so valid, because I was going to bring up, that's why even Chala and Killmonger had that sort of, like, tension. It's because he walked in like he owned the place. He owned the place. Right. You know, the way oh he greeted, goodness. the way he was Hi, greeting, the, right? The, the way he was greeting, I mean, even when he was, like, burn it all, you know? And then he, like, grabbed <laughs> oh, onto yeah. by the and it's, like... This aggression that yes. kind of comes yes. from just, I guess, mm -hmm. also having your identity stripped away from you. Yeah. So now you're like coming Wanted in literally for yeah, like yeah. yeah, and like a bitterness behind that as exactly. well. Exactly. But I think when you, like, when you were talking about kind of like where does it come from, like the whole motherland thing, yeah. and like historically, you know, the whole like pan Africanism movement, right. like we are one, and like the whole idea of. You know that came, I think it was like 19th century, like going back to Africa, like for African Americans, like go, Garden. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. That whole movement, I think that is what stems from some of that longing mm -hmm. for African Americans in you know the country, and then also just thinking like the grass is always greener. So not understanding that yeah. we are basically yeah. you know the trendsetters, and under and thinking like oh it'll be better if I go you know somewhere else, and then. Um, you know, I think this is, uh, as someone who, like, studied abroad, I, stayed, I studied abroad in Durban, South Africa for six months, and I always tell people of color, like, it was a great experience for me because that's the first time that I was, like, in a country where it was, like, predominantly black, run by black people, and I think that that is, like, it did a lot for me in terms of this, like, understanding the world and my pride, not because I think I'm South African or anything like that, but just to just be in that type of environment and to just be like, oh, I can go to the mall and go get my hair done. Like, everything is for people that are brown. Wow, never thought of this, hey. Right? Or, everything is for people I'm that sure. are brown. I can go get jeans and they're going to fit my body type. There's no, like, special extra curvy <laughs> Levi's for oh, me. You know yeah. what I mean? And so mm, I think that... Wow. It's an experience that everyone who is mm -hmm. black should have, not necessarily going back to the motherland, but just being in a predominantly black country. Mm. Okay, but to that end, mm -hmm. um, we're kind of getting a little bit sidelined. Yeah, sorry. You, I mean, no, just because I want to comment okay. on what you said, um, which is interesting because I find, like, in a lot of ways, though, African Americans tend to adopt their, like, blackness more sometimes like even if I think about like you spoke about hair culture uh -huh. major for right. me when I came here was when like the natural hair thing was like right. a thing in South Africa right. yeah. we have people no still, natural hair no, products people yeah. Are yeah. Yeah. we are stripped we're still yeah, yeah. 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 braiding yeah. yeah. it's yeah. like it's like 50 years back right yeah. 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 they're still like Americans like Americans yeah, yeah. Americans are t taking they're, ownership they're all about their natural so, hair yeah. they're all about yeah. their natural texture they're all about yeah. their melanin popping whatever yeah. all that black what melanin in South Africa really yeah and at home people that's not the same narrative so it's interesting to me. Yeah, it's very colonial. Yeah. That's the word, right. you know? Yes. And they're very much trying to attach yes. to that. And it's only recently, like, I mean, in the past, like, two years. Right. Like, yeah. now, people are like, oh, yeah, I'm on my natural hair wave. That was not but that that's, thing. Yeah. That's no. yeah. popular in America. Let's be yeah. honest. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. The United States because has taken that. 
people are buying aloe vera and they're buying shea moisture mm-hmm. like in Africa. I'm like, you can grow this in your backyard. I know. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. it's, it's I'm like, this American, was taken from, this was imported from you. <laughs> American materialism and capitalism is also what dominates the world. And what a lot of black Americans don't understand is that they are part of an empire. Yeah. yeah. Like, right. like yeah. when black people travel, when about us. Yeah. Well, that's why I said the grass is always greener. They think the grass, like, you know what I mean? If you don't know, especially a lot of people who don't know, who've never even traveled, there's a lot of African Americans who've never really got the opportunity to travel to certain places. Like, you just don't know. There's a lot of ignorance, I think, on both ends. You know, you think about, like, the way people treat, you know, immigrants when they come here and they go to school and different names that they call them. I think this movie is pivotal in terms of having these type of conversations exactly. and breaking down the ignorance and educating people on, you know, the transatlantic slave trade and the different cultures and that we're all not like monolithic in terms of our ideas, our languages and our traditions. Did you want right. to say? Um, I just think that in terms of ideology, we need to have like a both end thing. Mm. Yes, we are one, but we also need to embrace the fact that we're different. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, moving yeah. forward, if mm-hmm. we have thought leaders who are really embracing both sides of that spectrum, mm-hmm. we'll come to a healthier place. Because mm-hmm. it's not like it's either or, you know? Like yeah. It's like, yeah, we are one, but there are these specific, distinct you know, mm-hmm. qualities, differences yeah. that we should celebrate and acknowledge. And yeah, and, and they're all beautiful. And again, yeah. like, uh, yeah, and the whole thing about, like, even homeland and nationality are all constructions. Like, mm-hmm. we made all of that up. Yeah. We carved mm-hmm. borders. Like, right. even, I'm thinking about just, pl- I don't want to get too much into this, but I'm just even thinking about, like, creating nations, you know, Israel type of thing. Like, the reason why there are people who, you know, claim that land, it's all historical construction as Literally, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in a similar way, you know, if we're really radical in our ideology, that's what's happened over time with black people, like mm-hmm. deciding that, you know, this is the continent that belongs to us and we're going to create this ideology around that that supports that. Mm-hmm. And this fantasy. so we all have to, you know, we will have our different politics, but at the end of the day, we have to realize that nothing is really objective real. or real, right? That we yeah. create these things and we have to negotiate the re- different realities that we all have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I found was interesting about the film, though, um, which was like again, my friend commented on the fact that like it was seen like the the African excellence thing, and mm. then African Americans are seen as which I found very interesting because the lens is usually that like Africa is impoverished mm. and flies, mm. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. You know? So I mean, it was refreshing to finally see this like abundant, rich and resourceful you know representation yes. of of the country but i found it very uh of the, of the country of wakanda, wakanda. wakanda. <laughs> 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 um, but i found it very interesting like the reverse of that of how like the african-american was seen to be like the less than mm-hmm. um whereas i think just relative to the lens Mm-hmm. people would have it's made the, uh, the assumption the other right. way around like Americans be seeing Africa as low key like <laughs> right. dusty right. and like yeah, that's right. you know what I mean so I was like I was just like I found it funny that the you know like Jade was like oh, uh, this is African excellence again and I was like what weird <laughs> I mean I mean I get it but like I was just like that's generally not the normal yeah that's not normal usually the no- like right. regular lens that I would have had it right. be so even to have that dynamic in the film was was interesting it was different mm-hmm. for me because right. generally it would have been like reverse. You, the reverse mm-hmm. you know like America's known to be more resourceful and developed yeah. you know I've been asked you know like in real life like 
where I got my clothes, you know. <laughs> no, literally. No, wow. really. Like, where I learned how to how speak English. How did you get here? Yeah, how did oh you get God. here? Like, uh, all sorts of things. Lions in my backyard. I've sold some crazy narratives right. the time <laughs> that people have, like, bought, you know. Yeah. So, I found that perspective of the film very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and people's reactions to that very interesting. I know. Can we talk about how they ended up in the UN at the end? Yeah, how do we feel <laughs> like, about that? <laughs> like, I, yeah. I low-key loved that part, though. His speech I was, was powerful. Like, sounded like Nelson Mandela. Right? Yeah. And then the racist French guy being like, I'm just saying that he's French, because, like, anyway. But, <laughs> but, yeah, like, him just making that comment, like, oh, what does Wakanda have to bring to the table? And he just smirked, like, if you only knew. I know. Mm. But that also scared me. Knew. Yeah, to me, I thought that was the end of Wakanda. To yeah. Me, was like, y'all fucked up. This is the end. <laughs> right. Yeah. This is, you should have stayed isolated. Yeah. There's no, why? Help your people yeah. in secret. Help, exactly. Have on your the low. spies. Some CIA but, stuff. But, but be on the low. But I'm not, for, I'm not for internationalism. I am not for integrating. Wow, I'm going to get Whoa. <laughs> People on Twitter <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Racial integration. Mm-hmm. I get it as a concept. I get it. But in the context of this movie and in the context of black excellence, I honestly do think that black excellence should be, we should keep it to ourselves because certain demographics cannot help but to take. That's all they know. Yeah. But isn't that's that the all they old know paradigm? Paradigm? That's their history. I don't think it's she that is low key. That's low key. She's old king. That, because I would love to see a superhero movie where it's like, okay, we're actually going to go head and head. Like, I'm not going to assume that the colonizer is going to win in the end. Like that's and that's why I think this movie is mm. so powerful because it really shows where Afrofuturism could go if we I really know. let our yeah. imaginaries fly. Mm-hmm. Like imagine a world in which like black people were the ones at the front of the table deciding world policy and they were the mm-hmm. ones yes. who, you know like that black people's power is stronger than the colonizer's ability mm. to you know, make us inferior and, you know, take our resources. I mean, I would love to see more films that actually explore the imaginary of, like, what would happen if we were the ones at the head of the table. Yeah. yeah. Is, that, is that what, like, Afrofuturism yeah, is? That's what yeah, Afrofuturism right? is. To see it in Hollywood, because there's so many artists who do this. There's so much underground work on Afrofuturism. Mm-hmm. Part of the project that, that I was on, like, I watched this woman put on, like, a play, a whole, like, one woman show around Afrofuturism and that was like my yeah like Mm -hmm. first proper introduction to it Mm -hmm. um anyway proceed yeah 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 no so that's that's how I feel I guess the last question so that we can wrap this conversation (laughs) up Mm -hmm. even though it was amazing is do you think there can ever be that bridge between Africans and African Americans like do you think we'll ever be able to just agree and come on solidarity and come on into this like Maybe not the we are one, but just to have this sense of like, you know what, I get you, you get me. I think so. I mean, yeah. like I said, it's a both end situation. It's yes, we are one, and we are different individuals that Absolutely. come from different life stories. I mean, we hear this with people who want to claim that, oh, we are all the human race. Yeah, we're all the human race, but we have different genders, we have different yeah. nationalities, mm-hmm. different languages. And I think the same should be applied to black people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think we all have different perspectives, even in this conversation. I think 
one of the problems is that people think black people, African, African-American, Caribbean, black people, like, that we're all, like, a monolithic. Like, we all think the same. We all feel the same about different things. And even in this conversation, like, we saw, we all saw the same movie, and we walked out of there with different perspectives, and that's fine. You're not, like, a hater. You're not, like, you're not, like, a lover of the, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, like, the both both and and, whatever you said, sorry. Um, I'm butchering it. But I think that's, like, (laughs) the point is that we, we all, we are one, I guess. Like, we all historically come from some, I guess, I don't know. I don't want to say the motherland. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, you know, we are also different. And that's a beautiful thing. And we can all still respect each other and each other's, like, valuing different opinions. Yeah. I don't, I think, you know, yeah, People can, what's the word I'm looking for? Come uh, no, yeah. there's like, no, there's like a, it's not so binary. I mean, it, it, it like, it can be binary, but it also cannot mm-hmm. be, you know what I mean? Um, and I think it, yeah, it does, it does come down to mutual understanding of nuance. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more yeah. than anything yes. what I'm trying, what I've been trying to like, mm-hmm express um from one side or the other is like understanding that things have nuance and like and that and that takes respecting you know i think i think it's different for people that have moved to a lot of different places because it becomes your job to adapt to those Mm -hmm. places so then so so then you you're more sensitized to that to that kind of thing, which is mm-hmm. why I'm so sensitive to it because I've lived in countries where I didn't speak the language, learned the language, you know, like I've moved all over the world. Um, and so as a result, when I enter any society, I'm there to like, Adopt. yeah, I, I absorb it. But as a result, people often take for granted that I'm not from that place. Yeah. So my lens right. is not the same. Right. You know what I mean? Like all the time. Like And they don't appreciate the work you do to accommodate exactly. to, to accommodate yeah. them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, at all. At all. Right. Or they like completely make come to conclusions about your way of being. They're like, Oh, right. you're you know, you're spoilt or you you have this and I'm like, No, just culturally where I'm from men do this right and then they're like oh and i had this conversation again on that project this guy came up he's like oh you're just used to having this and this and that and i was like no my expectation is that because in my home mm-hmm. this is how we operate yeah, you this is and then and he had a he had yeah he had an uh, aha moment like girlfriend. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he just had an aha moment of being like oh so you're just saying i'm not well traveled and i was like that's not what i'm saying but like yeah you know like yeah you have no concept of where i come from so how you're gonna you're gonna come to a whole set of conclusions about who i am from a place of ignorance Mm. and and my thing is i've lived in your society for five years now Mm. i speak your language you want me to be african i got you i'm an actor you know what i mean so like i've had to study this thing and you have no understanding of my of what's what makes me up you know mm-hmm. so it, it does come to a, a sensitivity like i said of just mm-hmm. understanding that things have shades and colors and you know not everything's the same and you're not the same as me yeah. all the time mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um and because i've had to be a transplant in so many different places i'm acutely like just a bit more sensitive yeah. to towards people in that way but yeah. also when i don't receive the same level you know that's yeah yeah, of just being like bro you're taking for granted the fact that like 
I'm even entertaining your existence. Yeah, yeah, or like, or just like, you know, yeah, again, when it becomes like, oh, you're African, you know, I'm just like, yes, I am, but like, understand the nuance of, right. of what these things mean, you know? And they're, right. and they're important, you know? So, yeah. so just like heightening that level of sensitivity, um, mm. which, which I think will lead to greater right. duality for, the, for these two cultures, is yeah. just to be like, oh, like, I got, you know, there aren't, there isn't just one type of African-American. There's yeah. not just one type of African. Mm-hmm. There's not right. just one type. And if the two can become mutually respectful of that, yeah. then I think it would be great. Yeah. Wow. I agree. And on that yeah. note, <laughs> she was about to go in, but I said no. <laughs> it has been a lovely, lovely episode, guys. We're continuing this conversation. Yeah, this is just really the beginning. Are. It's Black Panther year, you know, Wakanda forever. Oh, yeah, it's, Black, yeah. it's, it's like Black, Black History year. Yeah, Black History life. Black History is every day. Black Lives History is literally every day. Yeah. And to keep up with these lovely ladies, we'll have all of their information in our description box. So definitely stay in touch with them and roast them or at them and tweet them and all these lovely things. Roast yes. Roast Lynn. And you'll yes. find yes. us on Twitter and all where you can find um, podcasts. Yes. yes. It's been real, y'all. It's been Bye. real. Bye. Bye.